0: This is a first. I got so mad with this game that instead of rage quitting, I was like, "I'm not going to throw my controller because you know I'm going to damage my controller or TV." So I took the game out of my <laughs> Xbox. Oh my
1: God, I love Uh-oh. this game. <laughs> We're today, episode number 109 for the website, We're all here, and we have a special guest
2: today. We do. We are going to have Ashley Birch on the show, star of many, many things, including Hey Ash, What You Playing? And the voice of Tiny Tina in Borderlands 2. And High
1: School Game of Thrones. And High School Game
2: of Thrones, which is hilarious.
1: Yeah. Hey Ash, What You Playing? remains one of my my fave web comedies of all time. I thank you for showing that to me.
2: Because You're you welcome. were the first person to show me that. And I think it's fucking hilarious. It mm-hmm. is. And she's awesome. So she went to E3. Yes. We did not. So we asked her some E3 questions. And we also asked her a little bit about uh, Tiny Tina's assault on Dungeon
0: Adventure Dragon Keep.
2: Keep. There we go. Dragon Keep. And um, it was fun. It was <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs> she is uh, she's awesome. So we're always happy to have her on the Dude, show.
0: it sounds fucking great, this DLC. Yeah.
2: Yes, I can't wait. It's D and D infused borderlands, which are two of my favorite
1: things. Every every time she kind of like popped into Tiny Tina's voice, it like I like squeed a little while I was listening. I was like, yeah. oh, squeed, <laughs> squeed, yeah, uh,
3: squeed. A
0: little, a little squeeing. The uh wow. the characters the nerds squee in Girls Like Robots. By the way, do they? Yeah, do they make
2: a little squee noise. Well, so it's, a, it's a real noise. Like yeah. I make that when I get super excited.
0: Squeeze I want also.
2: To hear that. You want to hear yeah. squeeing? It sounds a little bit like your utini.
3: Do it! Yeah. Do it! Hey.
0: <laughs> 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 That's amazing. Yeah, I get excited. Uh, utini. We'll, yeah. Let's do the rundown. <laughs> we're going to talk about E3 and all of the games that were shown and announced, and all the trailers. Um, we are going to talk about what's going on in our lives and uh that's, that's
3: like super important
0: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> stay tuned all for that
1: me guys <laughs> um
0: and then uh arnaquata this week was what was your favorite e3 reveal it's uh it's a simple question but the answer is not simple mm. not at all yeah well played well, well played, played. <laughs> indeed so now ash now what's going <laughs> on
2: uh, do I get to go first this time?
0: Yeah, sure. Oh, you start, You almost uh, started anyways.
2: I know. I was just going to start fucking
0: talking.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, I I binge played Last of Us over the course of like three days. I can't uh, believe it. Yeah, I did it in about three days. Uh, and wow, what a fucking game. I mean, I... Okay, so the thing with Last of Us... <laughs> what
1: a non-compliment. No. no yeah. a game. Huh.
2: No, this I'm, game I, was real in gamey. all honesty, I was, <laughs> and how. I was moved by the game. I was telling... Um, I was telling uh, my friend Derek this that I really felt like this is one of the most adult and not pornographic, adult as in (laughs) thematically the the themes of this game were uh, very, very grown up. And if if you're analyzing the game as you're playing it and you put yourself in the position of the protagonist of this game, you'll be asking yourself a lot of really serious questions that you wouldn't Mm -hmm. ever ask yourself playing other games. Like what is right and what is wrong? Is the benefit of mankind more important than the benefit of a single person? Um, things like that. Um, and, and in terms of presentation and, and quality, um, it it's is crazy, dude. It is beautiful. I mean, it is really an experience that I think everyone should have. Um, it's, I don't know if it's a game I'll ever play again. You can't. I, I don't think so. I you think you should play a, it
0: on hard. You should play it again on hard and then never play it again. I don't know about that. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> Only somebody enough. who just wants to torture themselves yeah. will play the game on hard.
0: No because it I feel like it intensifies. <laughs> dare I say it? What? Get some trophies. No, no 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 no. I don't care about trophies, only gamer score. So <laughs> yeah. but seriously like the the intensity of the story feels yeah. so much more like like intense when you're like should I fire one bullet or should I <laughs> yeah. beat someone to death with a pipe? Like these are serious discussions. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm not going to waste a bullet on this guy, you know?
1: Yeah, but you it, know, I know you guys like this game. You have both like lost English comprehension when you're speaking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you the know, the intensity, intensity is super intense. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's so like, I'm, like still, it. I'm still
2: I'm um, still a little shaken up by the game. Um, not to say that it's you know I mean it's a very dark story, but at the same time, um, there are a lot of really beautiful, quiet moments in the game that really like I, I was telling my wife this afternoon. That, like, they really make you analyze like what's important. Like, we were driving past, like, a bunch of mansions and stuff today coming back from from breakfast. And I was, like, thinking about the game and being like, none of that shit matters. And, like, it's stupid that a game makes you think that way. But it really did. Like, because throughout the game, you're basically, you know, you're traveling across the entire country after the end of the world. And you get to kind of see um, how everything falls apart in a very grand sort of way Mm. Uh, but it's it's beautiful it's uh a a really amazing experience some of the gameplay is um i mean the actual mechanics of the game are a little um little janky a little strange but you get used to it near the end um but i can't really you know recommend it enough so definitely pick it up and play it um other than that uh since last week i did some dming again for dungeons and dragons so i wrote a little story and created a little created a little world and i've been playing that with uh with some folks and it's been a lot of fun. So, and that segue is good into Matt cause Matt's playing in my campaign. So let's, talk. I am.
1: Yeah. It's the first time I've played D and D and not DM D and D I think four years or three years wow. uh, since you were last ran a campaign. Uh, it's awesome. I'm having like a blast and the amazing thing about it, I props to you for writing like a fantastic campaign because thank you, things keep happening and we keep thinking, like all of the players keep thinking that that's the only way it could have happened. And then we talk to you and find out that that wasn't even one of the plans you had for it happening. <laughs> <laughs> we like somehow took it a totally different direction, and you really ran with the game. And yeah, like you just guys kept keep breaking
2: the game, and I have to keep um, making shit up on the fly. So, so sh-
1: should I tell my my story? My, it's pretty my... good.
2: It's actually pretty good. I think people will appreciate it.
1: <laughs> so we we I made this character. Uh, and he 's a Goliath, which is like a half giant in d and d world and he 's a class called Warden, which is like a like a shaman who fights if you will uh, right. it 's awesome i love I love playing him and then I named him Unbound Rock. And he's, like, supposed to be, like, sort of, like, a pseudo-Native American kind of character. Wow, like that's not, like,
3: stereotypical at all.
1: Well, <laughs> well, it's supposed to be. It's, like, a jo- it's, it's jokey. It's not, I mean, come on. Like, I didn't name him seriously. Like, un- <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> 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 So like he's he's kind of like a quiet, reserved guy, and and uh, he I'm trying to be as stereotypical as I can. And then he uh, (laughs) he owns a casino. No, um, (laughs) 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 too too far.
0: That's not (laughs) that.
1: So anyways, uh, we Ash was trying to like repath us into a story, I think, and put this other character kind of in our path, and we're following this guy out, and we end up in this camp of. Like savage cannibals, essentially. And uh, we're trying to figure out how to get to the center of the camp where there's a bunch of them milling around. And we're trying to get to the center of it to find out if this guy's friends are in a building. And uh, like, we're (laughs) trying to. Yeah, we're like, we're figuring out like tactically, how do we want to do this? And then I come up with the idea (laughs) of my guy, one of my guy's powers is to kind of like become like the human torch, if you will. He kind of like engulfs in flames and. He gets a couple special moves for it. So I I light myself on fire. I turn into this big flaming, like seven foot tall like human torch guy, and I carry a big great axe and I walk into the center of the camp and I just challenge their biggest guy to a duel, their leader. I'm like, Bring me your bring me your leader, bring me your biggest guy, I'm gonna kill him and so i don't know what ash rolled he could have easily rolled a guy that that would have destroyed me in one hit if he really wanted to but i didn't know what was going to happen but i was just like let's just do this so the whole camp like circles around me like 30 guys circle around me and this big dude like comes walking out and like while i'm doing this the rest of my team sneaks into the camp to find out if the guys are there and uh you know, I I was, like, throwing flare all over the place. Like, I pointed at him with my axe, and I yelled he was an abomination to God in, in Primordial. <laughs> and then, like, I charged straight at him, like, on fire, and I hit him. I d- totally annihilate him with, like, one hit. I don't kill him, but I, I hit him really hard with one hit. And he's taking all this ongoing damage. And then he turns around, and he crits me. So he does, like, a ton of damage to me. And I heal some of it up, like, right away. And then I hit him again, and on the second hit, I killed him. I did I did a ton of damage in two hits. Yeah,
4: yeah, and he did a ton intense. of damage
1: to me in one hit. But I killed him in two hits. And then i he's like, so Ash is like being a good DM and being really descriptive. He's like, you kill this savage guy, but you kind of like gut him. And he starts just pulling out his intestines and he's yelling and all this stuff. <laughs> and I go, okay, I lop his head off. And Ash just goes, but oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm like in the middle of 30 guys. And I'm like, and Ash is like, so what are you going to do? And I'm like, I need to get out of this. And my wife is like, you should feed you should feed the leader to the cannibals, like feed them to them. And I'm like, Oh, that's brilliant. So I like throw the head on the ground and I'm like, eat them. And I just turn around and start walking out of the group. Like feast. (laughs) I think I said feast.
4: Yeah.
1: (laughs) And Ash is like, okay, so all the guys like start jumping on the leader and I'm like, okay, cool. Am I uh, outside of the ring? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, so no one's really looking at me anymore. He's like, no, no, they're all like feasting a guy. I'm like, okay, I turn the fire off and I just bolt as fast as I can out of the camp. <laughs> 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 and he's like, he's like, yeah. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm not sticking around this place. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> he's like, all right, cool. Yeah, so I got, but that was my story. That was my big epic battle with with uh, one guy. Yeah, it's neat. I mean, the thing about D&D
2: is like as a, as a dm it's a it's a it's a neat because you get to craft an interactive story and then you get to see your friends break it (laughs) like like you come up with all these great ideas and they're like no i'm totally just gonna do this and they're like oh fuck all right and then you (laughs) kind of go with it but it's definitely you know it's fun you sit around snacks and tell stupid stories so
1: yeah it's been a blast it's been good times um other than that i I flew somewhere and i won't tell the story because i just told a long one but i had a really crappy flight and everything's good otherwise so how about uh how about you hillary you're watching a show that I highly approve of because it helps pay my salary.
3: <laughs> nice. Well, um, I'm watching the show for many reasons, um, and and I'm happy to say that um, none of them have that in my list. But anyway, I'm, I'm happy for you. But, you know, The Borgias is, ama- is an amazing show, and it just actually ended this Sunday, um, and I'm really super, super sad about it. Oh, my God. Okay, so (laughs) Ash just wrote in the show notes, this show has dudes in it, and she likes dudes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm actually in love with one of them, um, Cesare Borgia, the guy who plays him. Amazing. Anyway, um, the show ended, and it's actually like a big brouhaha online just because um, Showtime canceled it. So now all the fans are kind of, you know, rallying and doing mass tweet events, and they have a hashtag called Save the Borgia. Which, you know, I think is kind of cool. We'll see what happens. Um, I know there's rumors about perhaps a two-hour like movie coming out of it, which would be cool. I mean, the series was amazing. Um, I'm, I'm sad that it's over, but I, I don't think it's like the worst thing in the world um, to have it end the way that it did. So, yeah, it's a great show. I would definitely recommend picking it up um,
1: and watching it, ran, it. It ran for three seasons, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, three seasons. So it's amazing. And then also on Sunday, I watched the season premiere of True Blood, which also has dudes. Oh boy! <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, um, and hey, I guess vampires. what I watched it too. Isn't it good?
2: This one, this season.
3: Yeah, it's, it's silly, crazy. It's... Oh, it's I know. Crazy.
2: No, I, like, it's... Um, I like. I like. Uh... Philip? No, I like the blonde dude um, sister. What's it? What's her name?
3: Yeah, I don't remember her name, but she's the British one.
1: Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh huh. So yeah. <laughs> no, I, just do do a just French sound for a British one? <laughs>
3: oh play vn yeah what yeah anyway um yeah so that broke me um (laughs) hey so true blood was awesome it was a little bit ridiculous but awesome and then um i've been working a lot oh god oh boy and uh writing a lot so that's good
0: oh that's good. good
3: yeah what about you scott
0: well i i also work occasionally but i've been playing the uh, the Last of Us, and I'm about halfway through the game, and I'm I'm really impressed with it, as we discussed earlier. Kind of reminds me of um, of like Revolution in some ways, which is which is a good thing. I really don't
3: uh, like that show. I'm sorry.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, I've been playing Borderlands 2, uh, Big Game Hunt DLC, which I never got around to playing. I'm playing that with our friend Bill. Um, it's pretty cool. It's a little darker than I prefer, so I'm I'm looking forward to the next DLC.
2: Darker um, in terms of um, humor or is in terms of the actual lighting? The environments
0: <laughs> are oh, okay. Are quite dark and it's just like, it's like, it's like that um, Gears of War gray all over the place. You know? It is. It's a very, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I, need, I, I like, do like the, the intensity indie. is intense. It is. Which it's Naughty intense. Dog lovingly calls the next gen filter. Where <laughs> everything is gray tones. Um, and then we, we uh, finished the fuse campaign we did yeah. and you oh. know for In it, space it's a little hokey but it's so much fun to play we did um okay so i'm gonna let me tell you guys a story this is really what i'm getting to the meat of this last week ash asked me how do i like steel battalion heavy armor because <laughs> it i it's a play- joke because
2: i didn't even know you had it
0: i did i <laughs> i bought it on amazon it was eight dollars hmm. and uh i was like eight dollars that's cool I, you know i played it at pax and i i did well i enjoyed the game Um, not so much, right? (laughs) Like, here's here's the thing, is that the controls are fine, and even the connect commands are fine, but the game is, like, that kind of, like, Capcom unforgiving difficulty. You end up replaying chapters a lot, like, your AI companions are dumb, and, um, like, if you have to restart a lot, you have to watch cutscenes over and over again. There's no way to skip them. So you end up playing these same sections over and over again, like five minutes of dialogue just to run into the scenario and get blown up again, right? Mm-hmm. So right. this is a first. I got so mad with this game that instead of rage quitting, I was like, I'm not going to throw my controller because, you know, I want to damage my controller or TV. So I took the game. Out of my Xbox. Oh my god, I love oh. this already. I I broke the disc in yeah. half. I stepped on it. What? I, I broke the disc in half and then I took the inserts out of the of the box and I put them in the paper shredder and I fucking shredded it. And then I threw the whole thing in the garbage.
3: I think you have some anger issues.
0: No, this is this is like this game, let me tell you something. Like this game, like the mechanics of the game are great. But, like, when you when you put tremendous barriers in the way of the player, like, to, like, inhibit... It's like they're trying to inhibit the fun you have with the game. It's, like, ridiculous. Like, I don't want to memorize the positions of all the enemies. I want to be able to take a little damage and keep fighting. It's ridiculous. You take one shell, and then, like, your whole fucking shit is on fire. And, like, you just have to eject and you're dead, and you start over. So it's, like, done. Done with that game.
1: That I'm is so That is my...
0: That is my micro-review of Steel Battalion Heavy Armor. Wow. Yeah. Your
1: review should have just been a picture of the disc broken in half and the tiny shreds of paper that were left over.
0: <laughs> Dude. I just... We're, like, why didn't you use Vine or post this on YouTube? That would have been amazing. I probably should have. And, like, I was just... It was so... It was, like, it's catharsis to like, to, like, just get rid of it. It's, like, not a part of my world anymore. Like, I don't have to look at it on my game shelf. I could have just left it on the game shelf. Never yeah. even never even touch it again i don't even want to look at it i just i destroyed it it's gone
3: (laughs) but you know you know what you will want to look at what's that
2: Um, our interview with ashley birch
0: that's it (laughs) (laughs) that's the one (laughs) ding ding ding
4: hillary
2: forgot what we were doing Ashley Birch has returned uh, to Yay. The... Why,
3: Hello. She...
2: why she agreed to come back. We'll never know, but I asked Ash she... solidarity. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. The ashes have to stick together. Thank you so much, Ashley, for coming back and hanging out with us. Of course. Yeah. So, so you, um, we didn't go to E3 because, uh, well, we didn't go, but you did. And so part uh-huh. of was to kind of live vicariously through your E3 adventures because we've been uh, watching from our easy chairs and kind of, uh, yeah, you know, just watching at home on our couches in our sweatpants, and you keep popping up on streams and things like that. Um, so I want to know how your E three experience was this year, and how many times have you been to E three? I've never been. It's like one of the shows that I've Ugh. had a chance to go to. So
3: it's so good.
2: Yeah, I know.
5: Um, it was good. It, it's very tiring. E three is very tiring. I guess all the conventions are. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for me, I suppose. Um, this this one was different because I usually when we go to E three, we've gone. This is my third time. Mm-hmm. We usually go for game trailers, and we'll like film three hey Ash episodes. While we're like, we'll do one a day, mm-hmm. which really is like probably nothing for other people, but for us, it's like, oh my god, three episodes, three ta- <laughs> What if we? Oh my god! And we, you know, it takes it takes all day, and it's really yeah. tiring or whatever, but really fun. Um, this time was tiring for a different reason because I was doing press stuff the entire time with Anthony for um for Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, the last add-on campaign for Borderlands 2. Um, so we were doing, yeah, we we're doing just a lot of interviews and that sort of thing for that, which is also very fun because I've never really gone on like press junkets before. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a new experience. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of like, okay, we're going to Machinima now, you know, 20 minutes from now, I got to go here, we got to go here. Um, but I got to play some games, which was great. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um,
2: we're gonna buggy about those because we want to mm-hmm. what you played, and we'll talk about some of the stuff that we saw that looked amazing. And we're we're jealous that you got to go. Um, we're going to PAX this year, and great. Comic-Con. So hopefully, Comic Con, we'll yeah, PAX and maybe Comic Con too. So it'll be fun. But no, no E3. So that's awesome. So you got to do the press stuff and run around and have lots of questions asked to you over and over again. And we're gonna ask you more.
4: You're
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, you, you get more questions asked of you. Um, So, if you had to kind of narrow it down to some of the coolest things you saw this year, what were some of the things at E3 that really stood out? Um, Was it just a a wall of awesomeness, or were there a couple things that really, really were special to you?
5: So, um, I really like IndieCade. Whenever I go to a convention in which IndieCade has a presence, that's like the first thing I go to.
4: Okay. So,
5: I went to IndieCade, and there was one game in particular uh, called Towerfall. Okay. Which... It looks amazing. It's it's uh, it's a multiplayer kind of like fighting game, but you have just arrows. Okay. And um, it's one-hit kill. And that's pretty much it. So there's four people. The art's really great, too. So four, four people fighting against each other. You have arrows, one-hit kill. When you shoot an arrow, it gets lodged into the environment. So you have to go collect them. Oh, okay. So you can keep shooting. You can like shoot each other's arrows out of the air. It's kind of like if you've ever... Um, played or heard of samurai gun it's that same sort of like high lethality i haven't multiplayer fighting game heard of? oh it's great it's so good but anyway towerfall looks great um i got to play the demo for saints row 4
2: how was that
5: nice so good
2: (laughs) i got to see the the demo for it at at east um and it was incredible with the dubstep gun and just the powers and um i'm so jealous you got to play it so tell me a little about saints row because i love that franchise
5: I know it's so good. It's, it's just rich.
2: Is still is fun. Like when people give it yeah. shit for being too ridiculous, I'm like, you don't get it. It's supposed to be ridiculous, yeah. and make you laugh, and laughter's so yeah. fun in games, you know. If you want,
5: you know, if you want like a, a standard open world experience, you just play Grand Theft Auto or something. But Saints okay. Row just takes it to, to the logical conclusion, which is where I wanted it to go. So it it was it was fucking amazing. It was like uh, <laughs> you just you just. Run. Sorry, am I not supposed to curse? I forget.
2: Oh no, you can swear. Oh no, we love It's it. open.
5: <laughs> you get, you okay, get sorry.
2: Bonus points for swearing in my book. Uh,
5: okay, I'm <laughs> bad it. it not. So, uh, that's good. Um, so yeah, so you can you just run everywhere. Like I don't even. I'm never gonna need a car in that game because you just have speed running and it feels awesome. And you can just like vault into the air at a moment's notice and like glide around. And all the weapons are really cool. There's like a black hole gun that oh, we used. That's incredible. The dubstep gun, like you said, is really, really fun. Yeah, it's just going to be
2: so fun. (laughs) You see that the Collector's Edition ships with a dubstep gun, like an actual plastic dubstep gun.
3: Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome.
2: (laughs) I I really kind of feel like I need to buy that just to torture my family and my dogs and kind of run around.
3: Yeah, (laughs) for sure.
2: (laughs) Just running around dubstepping everything would be incredible.
4: Dude. oh
2: my god that's awesome i'm glad you got a chance to play that so what else, yeah. what else did you see that i'm jealous of already what
5: else did I see so let's see i played uh rayman legends nice. some more because i just need that game i'll take whatever i can get and it was wonderful um we saw the fantasia game that harmonics oh, was dancing. that
4: looks uh, cool
2: how so uh, i'm curious how that game actually plays so are you, are you actually controlling like the tempo of the music just using your body um so I'm a little
4: curious it's
5: sort of it's just like a conducting simulator so okay. it's sort of like a rhythm based conducting simulator so you're not you're not controlling the tempo but you're like you do gestures that are it's sort of like rock band with with conducting
2: okay, okay. that's that's actually um, I heard there's actually a narrative in that game too which I'm kind of curious about so, so yeah that's, yeah yeah that's cool
5: and like mid game or mid song there are like different breaks where you can choose different like Um, instrumental arrangements so let's say you're playing um, Bohemian Rhapsody you can choose between like a metal arrangement or an acoustic arrangement or a piano arrangement and it changes the um, instrumental backing for the rest of the song until another one of those prompts comes up and then um, there's also a cool mechanic where you like unlock a prism of some kind and then you can, can you can like create I'm really bad at explaining this. It's like you you just you take there's like a sphere and you take your finger and you run it along the sphere and it like creates different like uh, percussive or like um, harmonic frequencies or whatever that like always sound good no matter what you do. Um, Just said sounds.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know. It makes makes noises.
3: (laughs) It goes beep boop pop. Um, Exactly.
5: Anyway, that was fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else did I see? Uh, I know I played other games. What's wrong with me? Oh,
2: it's okay. They'll come to you. Did you get they a chance to me. see um, anything for Metal Gear? Because I know you're a huge Metal Gear fan. Did you see any oh, yes. of that stuff for Phantom Pain?
5: So, yeah, so Anthony and I walked by the Konami booth. Mm-hmm. And we saw that trailer that they released um, after the that initial launch one mm-hmm. on the big screen at the Konami booth. With the horses? It was horrifying. Well, we like Snake or like Big Boss is like digging into some woman's like stomach to pull yeah, out a yeah. thing and like there's this Oof. other woman tortured for like and a bunch of people getting waterboarded. It was really gnarly.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's pretty it, – I mean the the whole franchise is, is insane and I love it because it's insane. So there's two different things coming out. One's Ground Zeroes and that's coming out for current-gen consoles. And then Phantom Pain, from what I understand, is um, on the next-gen stuff. But they're both using – the new engine that they're building for Metal Gear, and i yeah, beyond Something. that, it's kind of baffling my mind. So, those confusing, confusing Panami people. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Did you oh, get to cool. go to any uh, pressers, Ash? Lee, <laughs> <laughs>
5: pressers, pressers. Um, like...
3: So, any of like the the Microsoft, Sony, um, EA, Ubisoft type stuff. The
2: big announced things
5: oh no i we didn't have time
2: yeah stay far away from those mad
5: houses (laughs) yeah Um, it was kind of like a fucking i'm sure
3: it was a blood bath oh yeah bath in there so it was probably oh yeah
2: yeah seriously
3: well the thing that the thing that struck me from watching it at home um was how many issues they had with things like sound and and demos i mean this is only like the biggest event you know what i mean it was just kind of insane
2: I can't imagine being one of the devs, and then all of a sudden, you know, you have literally millions of eyes watching you, and then the sound doesn't work for your <laughs> for your demo. They're,
3: yeah, like, like the battlefield one, yeah. where like the two guys are on stage, like, uh, <laughs> right, going be okay. <laughs>
2: yes, seriously. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, so, stuff that um I saw that I was excited about. Um, the trailer for Dragon Age three I thought was um really exciting and it left me with so many questions um did you guys get a chance to see that at all
3: i certainly did
5: but i didn't actually know
2: you didn't get a chance to see the dragon well i guess it was done um using their new engine and it was all um in game so there you know it wasn't a pre-rendered cutscene, and it looked it looked incredibly amazing um it was short It it was under two minutes but you know i love that franchise so i'm hoping big stuff you know
4: sure
2: yeah i hope it does well i know it got pushed um all the way till the end of next year from what i'm hearing so Mm -hmm. the end of uh, 2014 which is good i'd rather them take a long time um you know
3: well it says fall
2: it says fall i guess yes
3: we'll
2: see we'll see what happens fall (laughs) yeah right yeah they always push things Uh, other stuff that was cool um are you a fan of uh witcher ashley
5: i've never played witcher actually Oh, it's so good! Oh no, did I did I give Ashley a heart attack?
2: Oh no, no! No, no, no! I mean, I I think Hillary actually turned me on to this franchise, so she's like the bigger, bigger fan of The Witcher than um, than uh, than I am. But I I liked it a lot, and Witcher three looks pretty incredible. It's like a huge open world game. It's supposed to yeah. be three hundred percent larger than the second game. Well, it's- I just
3: can't wait to see it on on next gen.
2: you know yeah well let me ask um ash this um because i know ash you mainly game on pc Mm -hmm. does the console war matter to you at all i mean like or is it just do you feel like it's just like media generated bullshit or somewhere in between
5: (laughs) (laughs) i mean i you know from this gen i really liked xbox because of xbla Mm -hmm. and there are still some titles on xbla that you can't play on pc um so I guess I care in as much as I want to play more indie games and if PS4 is the one that's gonna to cater to them, mm-hmm. then I then I'll just get a PS4. I don't really like um yeah, all the other sorts of games that I play are generally are generally PC. Mm-hmm. Unless they're, you know unless it's unless it's an exclusive. But I'm also like I can't imagine what what franchise would make me at least right now would make me want to get one console over the other you know for like an exclusive situation
2: yeah i'm sort of in the same boat um i, I used to pc game constantly and then i think just the I, I got kind of lazy and wanted to sit on my couch and not sit in my computer room and play <laughs> so I'm right. a lot more console just um you know this generation and i'm the same as you I prefer at this point, prefer the Xbox experience just because I have a lot of friends on there. It's easier for me to like link up with them and and play over live. And we don't have a technology barrier. Um, Whereas if my friends all had PCs, I I feel like some of them wouldn't be able to game because their PC couldn't run certain games and things like that. So Xbox is kind of like the the unifying technology that kind of keeps us together at this point. But I'm, I'm, I feel the same way as you do. I don't, I don't really have a, um, uh, preference at this point for either one of the consoles i just want them all to put out cool stuff that i can play and um you know and then hopefully hopefully i don't really have to choose and there's you know there's no franchise that drives me away from one or the other so
3: yeah yeah i mean i've I've never really been a pc gamer just because every time i've tried i totally suck at it so um <laughs> i'm really motivated <laughs> by accomplishment <laughs> so i'm all about the consoles yeah. And um, I can't remember. I, I like had it in my notes, and now I lost it. Which console is the one that allows you to play Elder Scrolls online?
2: Oh, I don't know. Actually, I we think it. I up. don't know that either. Yeah, I don't know. All
3: right, so I was. I actually got excited because um, I don't play MMOs now, but I think, it, you know, given given the fact that like some MMOs are moving to the console environment, I might actually check it out. Yeah. so, um, begin the obsession now <laughs> so, right but, totally, yeah, totally, I'm a little afraid as well, but we'll see what happens, yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah,, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> or do you do you stay away from them is. I
5: haven't played a single mMO, you know actually um i I tried world of Warcraft for a hot second and yeah. then didn't understand the appeal at all <laughs> yeah. and uh and just moved moved on i mean i I sink enough time into games like uh, any any RPG game, you know, is like 40 hours at least. So I feel like I sink enough time in those that I just don't even know when I could play an MMO.
2: Yeah, they are such time sinks. Like, I um, I unfortunately played World of Warcraft for a couple years. Uh, <laughs> something I really don't like to talk about a lot. It was a dark <laughs> I may have run phone <laughs> gold that might have been quite large. And
3: oh, that's awesome!
2: That was pretty intense. And, um, and
3: wow, he's blushing, blushing, folks. No, I
2: am. It's it's really. <laughs> we were around for quite a while, and uh, I don't know, something happened. I think it was when I started failing in life. <laughs> what? I was like, you know, I maybe need to. Um, I need to stop doing this for as many hours as I was doing. And so um, MMOs are amazing. It's just a, it's a huge time sink. And mm-hmm. you have to really, really be dedicated if you want to excel in an MMO, which is, you know, as you, as you get older, it's harder to devote that much time to any one particular thing.
3: Right. Sure, well, yeah. It looks like um, Elder Scrolls Online will be coming to both new – both next-gen consoles, so that makes it difficult. You know what? I'm just going to have to, like, whip out the credit card and just buy both, because I think they're both so awesome. Yeah. I don't really want to have to choose. (laughs) (laughs) But Xbox will run my media, and PS4 will run my gaming. How about that?
2: Yeah, it sounds like a plan. I mean, I think the problem... sounds
3: like what they're trying to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: I think if any, I mean, if any of them have exclusives, um, the problem I'm going to run into is I'm going to, obviously, I'm going to want them both, and if did I say both again with an L? Did you it? seriously? But, <laughs> like, I have this thing lately, uh, Ash, where I say the word both, but with an L. Both? Yeah. I don't know why both. I keep doing oh. it. Oh,
5: you know. Yeah. I can see it. Like, that's a thing that both. happens.
2: Yeah. Both. both. <laughs> I don't know. But people have been giving me shit about it lately because I, I can't I can't say it correctly. <laughs> it's like a mental block. Um, but anyway, I'll, I'll purchase both. Of, there I see. <laughs> you're you're gonna get both of them i'm gonna get both see when i say both both just like
3: your english (laughs) both
2: i feel like i'm trying to sound like keanu reeves from like point break or something when i say both (laughs) both of them. Both. yeah strange (laughs) um anyway i'm gonna buy each of the consoles (laughs) (laughs) nice thing nice i'm staying away from that um What other (laughs) thing oh so I, I really was excited about Titanfall from uh, Respawn. I don't know if you, uh, you guys got a chance to see that, but it's giant robots punching each other. Um, yeah. I, I okay. So um, you guys may be aware of this, but I kind of gave up on competitive first-person shooters just because I got too slow and young people got way too fast, and I'm kind oh, of this no. old. Well, I mean, you know, I had been playing since like the days of you know Counter Strike and action quake and all these old pc fps games and i i used to be okay at them i was never good but i I was okay and then i would get online and play you know call of duty and and um you know battlefield and stuff like that and i would just get my ass kicked constantly but this might pull me back in because it's multiplayer only competitive um fps and but it's giant robots and i love giant robots so i'm really excited for this one
5: that's awesome i've heard a lot of good stuff about it
2: it looks great i mean robots that punch each other you can't really go wrong with that
3: yeah it's oh, a good formula <laughs> Does not well, didn't be- they have didn't they like have a huge mech on the floor or something at e3 they did yeah they, they had did a- yeah John- did you was see it, the giant Titan? was it impressive
5: it was i mean the 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 main like eyepiece the part that moved like just kind of looked like wheatley so <laughs> it's sort of Maybe gutted some of the intimidation factor for me. It's just like, oh, Wheatley found a body.
2: <laughs> Giant happy robots.
5: But it was really cool. I mean, it looked really cool. That game
2: yeah. was like, I and mean, we will probably, um, have some people from respawn on in the next couple of weeks to talk about it, so we're excited about that one. Um, the last awesome. one I was ex- really excited about that I didn't think I was going to be excited about was the Plants versus Zombies Garden Warfare, and I feel like right? saying that I'm excited about it, but it looks awesome.
4: It the really game, does.
2: It looks like a lot of fun. So it's a, a PopCap worked with Dice. It's using the new uh, Frostbite engine as well, and it's a class based team shooter. Uh, kind of a tower defense game where you play as um, different plants versus uh, different zombies. So it's plants versus zombies, but it's a, it's a, I guess it's a third person shooter. I don't know. Third person or, Interesting. but it looks, it looks ridiculous. You can call in like corn strikes and onion bombs. And
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just like that. They showed like a sunflower shooting like a million bullets. Like that was kind of, that's what got me. I was like, yay for the sunflower yeah it's
2: ridiculous and you know yeah, it's just funny ridiculous stuff in our games for sure so okay so now we get to ask you ash about um tiny tina's assault on dragon keep uh, which we're very excited about um and it's coming out really soon um mm-hmm how excited are you for this to come out? Because you are the centerpiece of, of this little piece of DLC. So whereas you know you were more of a supporting character in the past, your your character kind of takes center stage for this piece of DLC, which I guess is the last piece of the um, of the season pass, correct? Yes, it is. See, I did my homework. This is what I do. I over.
5: <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> look at Ash.
3: <laughs> Woo! Now yeah, you know,
2: I'm brushing my shoulder off over here. Um,
3: <laughs> and <laughs> blushing again. <laughs>
2: High blood, <laughs> blush. Um, so this uh, this piece of DLC takes place after the main storyline, correct? In Borderlands Two, yes,
4: it does. Mm-hmm.
2: And so this is after the um, the sad events that occur. I get, we can we can spoil it at this point, can't we? I,
5: I think so. so. It's been a while, right? Uh, I mean, we can. It? I guess we can say spoilers right now if you haven't played the main campaign of Borderlands Two all the way through.
2: Yeah, we'll do what you, what you said on the show last time was spoilers, spoilers. Oh my God, spoilers! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, spoiler for Borderlands Two: Roland dies, and this piece of DLC takes place after the the um, main story. And um, from what I understand, this is uh, Tiny Tina hanging out with her friends. And so, can you yes. kind of tell the listeners how this piece of DLC is maybe different from the others?
5: Sure. So this DLC, well, it's the longest DLC that's come out. Also, mm-hmm. about all told, if you do everything, it's about ten hours. That's a lot. Um, that's- yeah, so it's the biggest, it's the biggest uh, DLC that that we've released so far for Borderlands Two, um, and the cool thing about it, um, which I know Anthony really likes this in media, and so do I, is is uh, the the campaign is very the stakes are very low, so it's not as far as like you're not like saving the world in this DLC, you're you're trying to help Tiny Tina deal with the fact that one of her closest friends just died, um, in a sort of wacky, um, fantastical environment. So it's really just tiny Tina, um, Lilith, Brick, and Mordecai just sitting around a table playing a game of bunkers and badasses or D and D, and just and just talking, uh, and just hanging out. So it's kind of like, um, it's in the same sort of spirit as like the Citadel DLC, I suppose, of Mass Effect Three or, um, you know, any any TV show that you can think of where the plot sort of stops and the characters just hang out. Um, it's that sort of, it's that sort of feel to it. Um, so it's different in that regard for sure. It's also just like an entirely different aesthetic and it's a different, um, they're like just a ton of new enemies and, um, your, the gameplay sort of factors in like the use of magic in a way. So like grenades sort of like function as magic
4: That's and your,
5: your player character, like yell stuff like lightning bolt or, you know, fireball or whatever, as you're doing stuff. Um, that's and uh, as far as Tina goes, it, she's a lot different. Not a lot different, but she's, she's uh, because she is the narrator, like you said, she's sort of the centerpiece of this DLC. And whereas in the main game, you know, you hang out with her for a little bit yeah. and she can be as wacky as we want her to be because you can, you know, play her storyline mission and then leave and never talk to her again if she annoys you. Um, that wouldn't quite work for a 10-hour <laughs> add-on camp. <laughs> right.
2: So you so, had, you had a lot of um uh, well let me let me ask you this you guys are currently playing D and D right fourth edition from what I understand
4: yes we are
2: we we yeah. play too so um, oh
4: awesome
2: yeah so actually I watched a couple of your streams of you guys playing D and D and they are hilarious and you
4: de-
2: oh thank you and th- no they're a lot of fun because you guys definitely capture what it's like. I had never I was never brave enough to actually play online because it's hard enough at a table like getting everyone's because I I DM. So getting everyone's attention, Mm -hmm. actually getting people to listen to me and not tell dick jokes for like five hours is a huge challenge. (laughs) Uh, Right, right. (laughs) So doing it online must be extra challenging. But did you guys bring in any of your D&D experiences? I know um, or did Anthony bring in any of his D&D experiences into the DLC when it was being created or maybe when you were voicing characters?
5: Yeah, yeah, Um, Anthony, I know, incorporated, you know, he he learned about D&D or, like, mechanics and stuff through playing with all of us. And um, I think he modeled a couple of, um, (laughs) maybe, like, one or two missions off of our DM (laughs) and the stuff that he would do. So, it's like, uh, our DM, Yuli, when he would run out of stuff to do, will reliably just create, like, like you have to solve a riddle. Mm
4: -hmm. That's just
5: what he, he just does that arbitrary, like, well, it's riddle time now sort of thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so Anthony incorporated that into the DLC as kind of like a, a stab at Yuli, <laughs> um, a loving stab, uh, and yeah, that sort of thing. So it's it's informed a lot by uh, our understanding of D and D is informed entirely by by the campaigns that we played together. So um, it's funny we've never really played like a I guess quote unquote legitimate session of D and D. It's always bananas. There's no, like, actual RPing going on that much. It's sort of just...
4: Oh, that's the whole um, thing. It's
5: just sitting around with
2: friends and being ridiculous and you know yeah, like totally. I always try and, when I DM I get super serious like I write like pages of like backstory I create this like whole elaborate world and then people inevitably like become cannibals and like punch gnomes and stuff you know, yeah
5: exactly there's no
2: controlling it you know when you have a bunch of creative people at a table they're gonna destroy all your work so you might as well just have yeah
5: fun. it's true <laughs> right,
2: you as well just <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, Hulu's good
5: about letting us do that
2: that's, yeah I had a friend um, who actually when his player he was another DM who when his players acted up he would have a t-rex randomly show up and just attack them when they did bad stuff so it was like it was that's sort of awesome. like the police of his game like this t-rex would just come and eat you if you were <laughs> being annoying like oh here comes the t-rex that's awesome. yeah so
3: that's amazing
2: just to break the game um in
3: terms
2: yeah in terms of voicing tiny tina um it sounds like you had a lot more work to do this time um, how was it different than, you know, from voicing her in the past where she was just, you know, a little bit in the TORG DLC and a little bit in the main campaign? So what what was different this time around?
5: So Anthony and I had to kind of work on finding a, a good middle ground for her in which she was still definitely Tiny Tina but wasn't quite cranked up to Eleven the entire time because as her, as her narrator, you know, she she's speaking to you the entire time so if she was just like whoa what's going on guys like the entire time (laughs) you probably want to kill yourself (laughs) um so we we talked and we figured out like kind of a balance between um tina in the main game who of course is still there and still pops in and you know that like frenetic energy is definitely still present but like make her a little bit more you know, I guess, like, mellow her out a little bit so that it's not completely, like, your ears aren't bleeding after 10 hours. Um, mm-hmm. And also, um, like we talked about before, this, this D&D campaign is essentially her, um, as you play it, you realize, like, oh, she's in denial about Roland's death, and this is her way of, like, pretending that he's still around. Um Aww. And uh...
2: I mean, I love um, thematically the idea that you are having like this this quiet moment because lately in games, just for the past couple years, those have been some of my favorite moments um, mm-hmm. in, in games. I mean, you, you briefly mentioned the Citadel DLC, mm-hmm. and just having that that party with your friends on the Citadel, or you know, and just in Last of Us, there's a scene where you see some zoo zoo animals um, walking out in the open like during this apocalypse, and it's completely quiet and kind of solemn. Uh, But at the same time, I think we're just finally getting to the point in games where players, maybe players have always wanted it, but now that we're actually getting it, it's like, wow, those quiet moments where you get to spend time with the characters that you like and you're not necessarily shooting things in the face all the time. Those are the ones that people really gravitate toward and really remember. Um, So I think that's great that you guys um, went this route and did this. I think it's a, a neat, it's kind of a, it shows, you know, how powerful narrative can be. So, yeah,
5: totally, which isn't to say, you know, like, I mean, the, the, the purpose of the DLC is like, I mean, it is, it's ridiculous yeah. and wacky, you know, um, and there's a lot of shooting stuff and a lot of like, you know, really ridiculous side quests, like um, one that I really I'm excited for people to play is there's a, a Lilith. That, like, you know, the gamer girl witch hunt is sort of, like, inverted in this DLC. So Lilith accuses Torg of not being a real gamer geek guy. Oh, wow. And <laughs> and so you have to, like, he has, you have to go through a series of things to prove that Torg is actually a nerd. And not just faking it for the attention. Because he's, like, this buff, like, you know, charming dude or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the, emo- the emotional core of it is definitely different than the main DLC. And it's a lot more micro- uh, than the main campaign because it's just like the whole point is help a small girl you know, come to terms with grief
2: Yeah, I mean, I love that that's sort of at its core. I mean, you mentioned that it's still ridiculous and fun, which, of course, Borderlands will always be. But I think one of the things that um, I loved about the game, and here, I'm just going to gush for a minute. Um, I played this shit out of Borderlands too. I mean, I've I've played almost all the characters, like, way too much. But at its core, (laughs) you have this, you know, it's a ridiculous story. It's funny. It's silly. But then there are all these um, wonderful moments between the characters, and you can tell that they they care about each other. I mean, the relationship between even like Roland and brick, you can tell there's like a lot of water under the bridge and they went through some shit, and, you know, but when push comes to shove they're buddies and like, I loved that about the story. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm really eager to have more of these moments between these characters and kind of dig a little bit, um, dig a little bit into the world, even if it's, you know, them at a table playing a tabletop game. Um, why not? You know that's great, and I think it's totally. super creative, and I love that you guys went this route.
5: Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, all the all the credit goes to to the Gearbox folks um, for sure. But it was definitely fun for me to to be a part of this, and um, it was cool. Like I, I, Anthony has mentioned before that he's really uh, uh, aware of how it could come off if he, like, pushes me forward for stuff at all as, like, a character. So he, like, never says, like, oh, that should be Tiny Tina, like, in any scenario. So it was cool (laughs) that, like, someone had the D&D idea and then someone else was like, oh, Tina should be the, the DM. He's like, "Yeah, that's fine. Whatever you guys want to do. Like he never wants to like,
4: you know. <laughs> yeah, never
5: wants to be the one to
2: suggest it." that has got to be kind of hard because I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he doesn't want to act like he's favoring you, but it is kind of cool that you guys get to work together in in many different uh avenues, you know.
5: Yeah, for sure.
2: That's very cool. Um so let's shift gear. So obviously we're very excited. Um do you know the drop date on that? Um because I did June twenty fifth. June twenty fifth. So it'll be out nice. shortly after this episode. Uh and everyone should definitely download that. If you have the season pass, um you don't have to pay for it because you already paid for it. So um we're excited and uh definitely let us know what you think. Um we did want to briefly talk to you about School of Thrones because that came out after sure. last <laughs> and we loved it. Um we are a big Game of Thrones fan fans.
3: And, oh good. Yeah, absolutely yeah, huge.
2: Yeah, yeah, Hillary. Okay, so I'm. I guess I'm a, I'm a lesser fan because I haven't read the books, but Hillary's read all the books and keeps telling me I need to read the books. Um, yes. And I have only watched the show, but I am a huge fan. Um, and kind of tell us a little bit about this production. And I I did some math, and it looks like it's been viewed just on YouTube alone over four million times. Um, <sighs> I didn't some- even know that. Yeah. So a lot <laughs> of. <laughs> <laughs> kind of crazy. Seen your- <laughs> um, <laughs> that was pretty incredible um so tell us a little bit about this production and how how you were approached and maybe a little bit about it for people that haven't seen school of thrones that might be game of thrones fans
5: sure so um i'm friends with the the two guys that created it uh zach grafton who uh wrote a web series called there will be brawl back in the day um and Matt Mercer, who directed *There Will Be Brawl*, and is also a voice actor, one, wonderful voice actor, and good friend of mine. Um, he probably most famously was uh, Leon Kennedy in *Resident Evil 6*. Um, oh wow! Uh,
2: you had yeah. a show right on your podcast. Yes, yes. I listen. I listen to your show. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Aww. yeah he was so on it was great he uh did a bunch of we made him dance like a monkey we're like do gandalf do gandalf you're really good at gandalf he was fucking um,
2: incredible all the voices he could do I remember, yeah now, i remember being like damn that guy was talented so that's cool yeah
5: he's he's great and he's uh i'm really happy for him because he seems to be getting he seems to be booking pretty consistently which is wonderful because he right. deserves it but um yeah i'm friends with them and essentially exact just texted me and he was like hey do you want to play daenerys in a, a school like a high school parody of game of thrones and i was like yes you had me at do you want to be daenerys
4: um (laughs) exactly
5: and so yeah so so they they put it together and we shot it you know i think uh i don't know how many days they shot it but i was there for three of them okay and um it was really fun like it's a really good cast everyone there was really really nice and really talented and there are a lot of um i didn't realize until like probably midway through shooting. There are a lot of internet celebrities in there. Um, Like Mary Kate Wiles and uh, well, just pretty much everyone. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And they were all really sweet and really talented. And um, yeah, uh, it was sort of like the pitch is so like when he pitched it to me, I was like, that is the best pitch
4: Oh, it's ridiculous. It's all, such a
5: great comic.
2: Like it's because, uh, Yeah, it's, it's a really in, great. It's a weekly concept. series, you know, just like what's going on with these characters in this alternate universe, like modern alternate universe. It was such a great yeah, idea.
5: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I so love I guess your I would... wig.
3: Sorry, sorry. Oh, thank you. <laughs> your wig is incredible. <laughs> uh
5: yeah, spoilers, I have a ridiculous wig on the entire time. Um uh, yeah, so I guess the general the general premise of the elevator pitch is like if John Hughes made a high school version of Game of Thrones, uh, it's then School of Thrones. So yeah, it was it was really fun and it was cool to uh, to play Daenerys, I guess, in a weird alternate universe Daenerys version. Uh, and uh, a lot of people said that, that that I actually look a little bit like Amelia Clark, which I didn't ever think. You kind of do,
4: yeah. kind of do.
2: In, in, yeah, uh, I can in see it. Stuff.
5: Well, it was very kind. <laughs> I appreciate it. It was my ego a little bit. Um,
2: People tell me I look like Hodor, so. <laughs> Hodor. <laughs> oh, no. Did you, did you hear that Hodor is a DJ? Like, what? Yes. Yeah, and he has facial s- star tattoos on his face, and he he's a professional DJ.
3: Uh-uh. Yeah, I heard this. Isn't that incredible?
2: Yeah, it's incredible.
3: So, so what, what? How did that happen? They just said, "Okay, say this word as many times as possible." He's like, "Hodor, Hodor, Hodor." How did that even work? I don't know. I don't
2: know. I don't know the story behind it, but that is the reality. So, sorry, sorry. Derailed. That's no,
3: that's awesome. Yeah. No,
2: no,
5: no. no that, that's that's all I got. That's pretty much all I got about
2: School of Crime. <laughs> Well, and it's awesome. Any chance that it'll be returning for more seasons or? Or any, do you know, uh, it?
5: you know, that's in the works, potentially, oh, cool. potentially,
2: cool. We'll keep yeah. our fingers crossed. Cause it was a lot of fun yeah. and we want to see more of it. So definitely. Yeah. Cool. So do you have any, um, I know how the games industry works. So you're probably not allowed to talk about a single voice project that you're working on.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately. no. Okay.
5: I mean, I have one actually that came out. I was in awesome knots recently. Oh, really? Um, yeah, they have a, a new character named Isla, and I voice her. Oh, cool! So if you play Awesome Knots, you can play as me. Oh, that is. Which is cool. It was my first playable character.
2: That is really cool. I is... know Scott really, Scott from our show, really, really loved Awesome Knots, so mm-hmm. probably um, he'll be super excited about that. I actually haven't played Awesome Knots. I need to get on that. i Yeah, it's, it's.
5: I haven't I haven't played it a lot either, to be honest. Uh, but but when I have, it's it's been fun.
2: That is super cool. Well, when you do have stuff that comes out that you are allowed to talk about, I will harass you again.
4: Okay, great. <laughs> talk about good.
2: We have more community questions for you, and these are from some of our listeners. And um, we got some good ones. Uh, this one is from Craig, uh, who is at Please Play or Do on Twitter. And he says, uh, my question for Ashley is, if you shared a character like Jennifer Hales and Mark Muir Shepard... Who would it be with? So I guess who is your male counterpart if you had? Oh wow, that's a hard question. And I,
3: that's really brutal. It's very, kind of very a,
2: thoughtful. that one, sorry.
5: <laughs> that's a cool. No, that's a cool question. Um, I mean, I guess I would say Matt, just because he's my friend and he's really talented. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that'd be kind of cool. So Matt Mercer if, be my if I could have my. That's actually. I would love my in- inner monologue to be Matt. to be voiced by <laughs> Matt Mercer. He's just got a great voice. He can just make he can just make his voice sound really like if if it was like really deep and sort of ominous, that would just be a fun juxtaposition for me. Um, but t- yeah, maybe Matt, or if I was shooting for uh, something a little crazier, Nolan North probably. Ah, uh, there you go. That would
3: yeah. be awesome. So, robot gobot at robot gobot says, where would you like to see the Borderlands franchise head? That's a big question. You're like, more Tiny Tina.
5: (laughs) 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 I mean, I think it's headed in a really good direction right now. Um, So I guess, it's probably a cop-out answer, but just like wherever, I kind of just trust Gearbox to take it wherever it needs to go because I feel like they they upped the ante so much from Borderlands to Borderlands 2 that I I just, I, I trust them to, to keep pushing it forward, you know. And I um I guess the coolest thing for me about it, which I'm biased obviously, but you know, like cool characters, cool story, um you know, that's kind of what I'm Yeah, I I'm into the most with the game.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, my answer for this one is, uh, um, you know, we kind of got teased at the end of Borderlands 2 when we saw all the other vaults. And so I think like m- most Borderlands players, we just want to see other worlds. We want to mm, see what's sure. on them, you know, new enemies, and definitely um, more interaction between the characters. And And uh, it just seems like the scales have been raised at this point. You know, now that sure. we know that there's so much more out there, and like, now I'm just eager to see what the hell it all is. So that's what I would want to see. Sure, sure. Right. Justin Banks at Midtown583. He asks, uh, who is your favorite vault hunter in either game?
4: Hmm. Um,
5: I like playing... I played as Maya in this last one, but I just got Krieg, and I really like Krieg. Krieg is awesome. He's, really, right? he's super fun.
2: Krieg is awesome.
5: Um, but I like phase-locking a lot, so I might have to say
4: Maya.
2: That, that trailer that they put out with Krieg was amazing. Like the Maya-Krieg trailer with them yeah that was a lot of fun that was a funny little trailer cool cool well well ashley you are done um we thank you so much (laughs) for wow that is that was a big way
3: there ash yeah well i know it's like it wasn't it's not surgery don't worry about it
2: (laughs) (laughs) you're done you can you're out peace but uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us Um, it's always a blast And um, so you're going to be at uh, let's see where can people find you next PAX Prime
5: I'll be at PAX Prime, I might be at Comic Con, I'm not sure yet
2: cool, well if you're at Comic Con definitely find us we'll find you and hang out, high five and all that
5: Okay. thanks so much for having me on guys
2: absolutely, always a pleasure and um, we will talk to you very soon Big thanks to Ashley Birch for hanging out with us again. And of course, when she's allowed to talk about all of her secret projects, hopefully she wants to come back and talk to us some more because there's always secret projects in the works. But we are here to talk about E3 and our Nerd Appropriate Question of the Week was... Uh, what the hell was it, guys? What, what was, was your, your favorite, favorite E3 reveal? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What
3: was, it? what was your favorite E3 reveal? Somebody revo- only, it. Oh, there it is.
2: Gold It's standard. only
3: like the simplest question ever. <laughs>
2: I know. And it was the one that I came up with too, but I forgot what it was. It's been a long day um so the question yeah yeah (laughs) i like i walked around oh my god (laughs) i ate some breakfast it's been
3: been intense are you Um, kidding me oh man i can't i can't believe you took a shower
2: i took a shower
0: i almost had a wiper blade fly off my car on the highway today that's the kind of day that i've had yes i'm sorry yeah
1: i had to eat cozy this morning guys and you don't even know how bad that shit is (laughs) i don't even know there you go
3: You you had
1: to eat cozy? Yeah, C-O-S-I. You ever had that shitty ass... They're never going to sponsor us, right? Because they're (laughs) (laughs) god-awful. Anyways. So
2: anyway, we're here to talk about E3. (laughs) And our question was, what was your favorite E3 reveal? So we have um, some responses from you guys. And as always, thank you so much for responding to our questions. Um, My favorite E3 reveals. I absolutely loved what I saw of Titanfall. So we'll talk about that for just a second. Did Mm -hmm. you guys see Titanfall stuff? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's part of me that's, of course, well, uh, and like I said in our chat with Ashley Birch, I'm a little apprehensive to get back into competitive, um, multiplayer stuff just because I did it for so long. Um, it kind of scares me, you know, uh, to get back in that mindset and get like really, really into it. But, um, from everything I've been hearing about Titanfall is it, it's a very sort of interactive, um, Story-driven multiplayer, which I'm hmm. really curious to hear a little bit more about. I've heard the um,
0: phrase "single-player experience in a multiplayer world." Yeah, Ooh, I've been hearing that I too. like that.
2: Yeah. And I also hear that there are what um, they're referring to as popcorn enemies, and so even though it's a multiplayer experience, there are going to be AI-controlled enemies um, throughout the environments, and some of the environments are supposed to be very, very large. So there's going to be you know other robots marching around and other enemies marching around that are controlled by the computer for you to kind of um, destroy and things of that nature. So it, it, I think it's something very, very unique. Um, and of course I love giant robots and the pedigree for the game is awesome. So I'm really excited for Titanfall. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And of course the um, the other game that really grabbed my attention was Destiny. And we hadn't really seen much from Bungie's Destiny until this E3. I mean, we'd seen some cinematics and things of that nature but um, they did a little gameplay preview of Destiny and kind of showed what the game was like, and it looks a lot like Borderlands. Uh, it looks like it's uh, class-based, a lot of different loot. You can uh, play with your friends, and there's AI think, enemies to kill, and um, it, it just looks to be, like, so much fun. But
1: mm-hmm. they're talking persistent world-type Borderlands, right? Like,
2: Yeah, absolutely. There is a, a giant story, and you're, you're going to be able to hop in and participate in your friends' stories and, and uh, you know, multiple planets to explore... Um, and one demo that I saw, uh, it, they didn't follow the regular demo path. They actually turned around and showed the environment. They're like, "Hey, like, look out into the distance, into the horizon." They're like, "You can go anywhere there." Um,
3: that's crazy. So, so it's
2: essentially just a giant planet that you can explore with your friends and and go, you know, on adventures. And that's just one of many planets, from what I understand. And of course, all of that's using the cloud to you know help with uh, you know what the cloud does, which is like oh, you know controlling ai and things of that nature and speeding things up so destiny just looks incredible and um i think all of us will probably playing the living hell out of it on some platform so
0: i'm still skeptical i'm i'm not quite convinced so i'm i'm hoping i'm hoping they can turn it around for me Hmm. i mean it well, looks Scott, great everything's not no i'm just saying you. i'm i'm just saying I,
3: <laughs> oh like, actually I, I, speaking of turning things around um Whoa. I think you'd be happy. <laughs> There's no dirty. <laughs> There's no, <laughs> no need for the woe. So Scott, Scott. Um, yes. so watching, watching some of this, the new footage from Beyond Two Souls, I'm going to tell you that I might, my, my heart may have
0: changed and a I may shooter. love it. I heard Ellen uh, Page uh, is in that game.
3: <laughs> yeah, you hear that? No, yeah. she's actually in
0: that game. Yes. I to, no, yeah,
3: so asked. is Willem Dafoe.
1: I went to Ash's house and he was playing The Last of Us and I was like, How's that with Paige? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
3: right? She looks like her too.
1: Anyways, um Yeah,
0: yeah. Beyond like Two Souls, shooter, they, it's like a they I mean that studio does some crazy stuff, so I wouldn't count them out. You should at least give it a try. I'm glad it. glad you turned the corner on them a little bit.
3: Yeah. Apparently saying turn it around sounds dirty to Matt, so we won't say that anymore.
1: No, oh, um but so talking about beyond two souls for a second though uh some of that gameplay looked like not as crazy unique as that studio usually does though it looked like they they're doing a lot of actiony stuff in this one
2: well did you see the, the afghanistan footage is that what you're doing yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: i've not watched sure. anything from the game because i already know i'm going to get it but based on what you said i remember that um indigo prophecy had some sort of action-y elements. I think there was, like, some stealth action in there, too. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it's
1: it's totally twisted still because you can use, like, you have, like, this weird soul power, I guess, which is the the other being that's with you. So, like, while you're there, you can, you can do stuff like, like, check out other environments while you're sitting behind a wall, kind of, like, trying to hide these ah. other tanks that are driving around. It looked interesting, but it did look like it was, like, a shift from... From
0: um, like the last one, heavy rain, heavy rain. Yeah, I can tell so. you that um, Omicron was like more or less a shooting game, so it's oh. not completely out of their wheelhouse. Maybe just something they haven't done in a while.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like you said, nothing that turned me off. I mean, I'm still probably going to get it. It's just like, oh, that's different. I wasn't expecting that. Is
0: is <laughs> David Bowie in this game? Because he was in Omicron. What?
3: I <laughs> yep. love David Bowie. Right, anyways. Demon.
2: <laughs> There's a labyrinth joke there somewhere. But I'm Dude, not That's the best it.
3: movie ever. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. All right.
2: So let's take a couple of our um, listener responses real quick before we get into some of the ones that you guys picked out. Does anyone want to read Craig's?
3: Sure. So Craig at Please Play or Do says Dragon Age 3 trailer was the highlight. I got goosebumps when that familiar voice started narrating and seeing Bianca again. Yes. Part, yes. Bianca is uh, Varric's weapon.
2: Yes. The biggest crossbow in all the land.
0: Ah, yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like a crossbow machine gun. It's pretty much the coolest thing ever. I was pretty stoked on that Dragon Age 3 trailer. I I'm eager to see what the heck's going to happen next. It's like it's been so long at this point, you know. I kind of mm-hmm. feel like I I need to get resolution with the story just to see what the hell, you know, is going to happen in the world. But um
3: it was kind of shocking to see Morgan again. I mean, I'm happy. I love Morgan. She was yeah. probably one of my favorite characters in the franchise. So, you know, at first I wasn't sure if it was her, and then and then I like her cadence, like her voice started mirroring what I remember Morgan's to be, and then seeing her was like, "Oh my god, like this yeah. is going to be so amazing." Yeah. Yeah.
2: I remember like um I was playing that game and I played it my my first my wife is a huge Dragon Age fan. Um, so she's played it just as many times as I have now. But the first time I played it, she just kind of hung out and watched. And I remember she was there when I romanced Morgan, and mm. romancing her was challenging as hell because, like, yeah. she's not the nicest person. And being like, you know, and I have I've had girlfriends like that that are just like super mean, <laughs> and then finally, like, you break through that like mean exterior, and you're like, oh, underneath, there's something like warm inside, or at least at least you think so. Whoa. What? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh God. But um, <laughs> no. But romancing Morgan was was uh, hilarious, and my wife she, she she just um she teased me forever about that. But then she ended up romancing alistair and like you know you know how who that goes. Who,
3: how could you not fall in love with alistair?
2: oh I know he's
3: oh he's so charming.
2: Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So what about you, Hillary? Let's talk about your E3 highlights.
3: Hmm. So yeah, obviously, Dragon Age Three is up there, or Dragon Age Inquisition, I might say. Um, the Witcher Three. I know that you're going to be excited about that. Um, Ash and Scott, did, mm-hmm. Matt. Did you ever play The Witcher?
1: No, I have it though. I, I own it currently. I just haven't played it yet. It's
3: so good. It's it's an investment. Like you'll definitely a lot of time to put into that one. But yeah. no, I'm super excited to see what they're going to do with the story. Um, I feel like they ended it in a really cool place in The Witcher Two. And it's so open world, and the graphics look amazing. I'm really excited to see and play The Witcher Three, and the the title is Wild Hunt. Yes, okay. yes. And that's a wild thing. That's hunt. a thing.
0: Okay, don't don't make it something else. That's actually a thing. <laughs> they talk about exactly. the Wild Hunt. In, in <laughs> don't the say wi- it too quickly. In the first Witcher. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So You'll probably just end up hunting everything. Right, <laughs> this
1: is the same game with the bog naked bog witch, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's yes. correct. That you, that you collect on a card or something. Uh-huh.
3: There, there's a lot of nudity in in the Witcher series. I've I've noticed, so um, that yeah. should be interesting. In all
0: serious, how do you guys feel about all games now becoming open world? Um, for
2: game, to be honest, if it's done correctly, I think it's it's great, but um, if it's just done to make a game longer. Uh, Mm Um, for instance, like I think Red Dead did a lot of that, like Mm -hmm. Red Dead just made a huge ass world and there was like nothing in a lot of it. Um, if it's done for the right reasons, I think it's, it's brilliant. But unfortunately I think right now people are using it just to like add longevity to a title, which isn't really necessarily the right thing to do.
0: Like I had had no bones about the sort of linear nature of the Witcher 2. mm
3: -hmm. No, I didn't. Well, no, I think, I mean, sometimes you just want to play a game that takes you along a path. Like, do you really want to play like five Skyrims back to back? You
0: know what I mean? Right. I guess that's what I was getting at. Yeah. No, I agree.
3: No, sometimes, yeah, I think there's a there's a need for that. But luckily, we're going to get Assassin's Creed 4, which is, I think, somewhat... Is it, is it open world, too? I feel like it's maybe it, it is. open world-ish.
1: I think it's... It's, it's, their, it's the constant, the one they always do with, like, the... the it's, like, open world in chunks. Like, yeah. the world yeah. gets bigger as you play. Hmm.
3: Okay. Well, that's okay. I mean, that that's a little bit different than just like placing you in the middle of like a beautiful valley and being like, any direction, go for it. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. That's literally you know my, my. That's literally my uh, my Oblivion story, which is like, <laughs> yeah.
3: See, I loved got Oblivion. the sword.
1: Showed up on a mountain. They're like, all right, go do something. And I was like, go do go do what?
3: Yeah. I Oblivion was one of my favorite games. Like, yeah. seriously, like hundred hmm. percent. Hundred percent complete, like amazing game. Wow. I love that That's game.
2: Awesome. You got a hundred percent bed sores too from that game. <laughs>
3: <That's> yeah. <awesome. laughs> a- anyway, so um, the other games that I'm really excited about. So um, they're each exclusives, which is kind of interesting. So the the PS4 um, announced a game called, um, or Sony announced a game called 1884: The Order, mm-hmm. and the trailer was super awesome. There was like some knights in a carriage, and they're being tacked by this these. Like creatures in the mist. And I just love the A, there's a woman night, which is pretty cool. And then also just the, the setting, like the eighteen eighties time frame. It's like really very dark, popular. Kind of yeah, very steampunky. Like I yep. can't wait for that. And then also um, Rise, which is spelled with a Y for the Xbox yes. one. Looks kind of amazing. Also period piece. It's um like what a new period, moments. finally.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So I, I kind of love these historical games. I mean, I feel like Assassin's Creed was really a trailblazer for that kind of thing. And I think a lot of other games are taking inspiration. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just super into Assassin's Creed, but whatever. So the Romans looks amazing. Tongue. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> Rise Rise looks amazing. You're like commanding armies. There's like cool like quick time sequence deaths. And it just looks massive and amazing. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that.
2: Yeah. I think I think Rise looks like a lot of fun. Um, you know, there's been a lot of questions about if it's too quick timey, but uh, I watched a lot of interviews about Rise, and and they're saying that there is a lot of technique to the fighting, and it's actually not quick time. It's all it's more about um, it's more about I guess uh, what's the right way of saying it timing your attacks, almost how how you would do in like a bayonetta um, yeah. with your counters and such. Um, so they they're just put do the something...
0: cues on the screen. Right? Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah.
3: Yeah, I don't know. So, I, f- I feel like I love I love playing a game and feeling like you have some sort of finesse, or maybe that yeah. improves over time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like no, I like yeah. I like killing people. Wow, I like killing people with finesse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know like, what I mean? I
1: mean that's what that's part of what made God of War so much fun is like those quick time events are fun. Like they can be good done yeah. well. You know, and they make so. you feel
2: like a badass, and that's yeah, why we yeah. totally games. Yeah, cool. Cool. Well, let's take another one from our community.
0: Cool. Um, Rasmus at Rasmus VN, who has, who's written us many times. And thank you for that. Yes. Says you. mirrors edge Two, hope think can make the combat mechanics a tad better. Really no reveal managed to outshine the last of us. Um, yeah, last of us is fantastic, but yeah, mirrors edge two was actually one of my games that I was pretty stoked for. I played a lot of the original mirrors edge and for me, um, like, really, the only thing I didn't like about the game is that I, I didn't want to do a lot of combat. Like, I I was kind of disappointed in the in the sequences where I was sort of forced to use the gun. And I would mm. really prefer to, like, stick to the parkour mechanics. So, I don't know. I hope yeah. that they can maintain that balance. Because I feel like at the core of the game, it was... For me, the game was more fun as sort of a like a racing game almost where you had to like parkour your way through the levels like in a yeah yeah in a finesse i picked that way. game up
1: late i picked up that game late um on a steam sale and ended up absolutely loving it and i agree i think yeah. the running and the and the, the kind of like finding your path was always the most fun part even when they made it feel like tense like people were chasing after you and,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and uh and you're just trying to get away but i, I loved it that that EA had a couple of surprises, and and I think you're going to talk about another one too. But yeah, uh, Mirror's Edge Two was was a total shock to me, and I was like, awesome! I'm excited for this. Yeah. I really loved the first
0: one. Yeah, the visuals the people were very
2: surprised by that one.
0: Mm-hmm. The visuals of the game and the music are fantastic as well. so yeah. I'm, I'm glad all that stuff is coming back, and we're really looking forward to it. And it
1: feels different too, you know. Like I'm I'm all for a game that feels a little different, which is mm-hmm. which was awesome. Yeah, so. because
0: they they give you a first person perspective, but they're like, no gun, just start running. And yeah, you're like what? <laughs> you know, it's... It's like totally mm. different, you know? Mm-hmm. It yeah, kind of I mean. reminds me of um, like Eon Flux in in a way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of the weirdness that of That kind it. of aesthetic, yeah.
2: yeah. What other stuff did you like, Scott?
0: Um, so um. Like so Mirror's Edge 2, there was a teaser, of course, for Star Wars Battlefront, which... Oh my gosh. Yes. Like, you could see that, that coming awesome. from a mile away because as soon as EA acquired the rights to Star Wars games, you're like, oh, DICE is going to make a Battlefront game. Like everybody, you know, like... They're yeah. not going to give it to anybody else. Like they're they make they make shooting multiplayer games. Like this yeah. will be perfect. Yeah. It,
2: Battlefront ripped off Battlefield so much anyway. <laughs> so yeah. it's yeah. like it, it's definitely a logical transition, right?
0: This game makes itself, and it it will be fantastic. You know, absolutely, it'll be great. It's going to be if it's next gen. It could be like massive battles. Imagine like sixty four players, like oh Jedi's gosh. and Republic commandos. Like Dude, that'd be so around. awesome. It'll be insane if they pull it off. You know. Just yeah.
2: like thinking about Hoth is like making me not correct.
0: Is it making you Hoth? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh man! Uh, I'm Hoth under the
1: collar. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't see this one though. Scott. That's where it's <laughs> the... at. At. <laughs>
0: yeah. There you go. <laughs> that was good. So it the was good. the other thing I wanted to talk about was um, uh, Ubisoft's like end of the show reveal. So last year they, they sprung watchdogs on us, which can't come Super soon enough. Excited. Yeah. Oh, I'm man. just tired of seeing it. I just want to play it, you know, I like I'm it. already going to get it. Um, so the new game is called Tom Clancy's the division. And which is about
2: math. Yeah. So, oh, we're purpose. really excited.
0: It's a math simulator <laughs> where it's like all military focused. <laughs> simulator, um, Amazing. Uh, so in the division, it appears to be some kind of post-apocalyptic world. Um which is quite common in next gen apparently. In and um but it it sort of what they showed was this gameplay experience between um what I could describe as probably the calmest group of multiplayer friends that I had ever seen. Um yeah. like I like watching the video for the first like five minutes, I honestly thought the other two players were AI. Because they were just ah. like they were like, Okay, I'm gonna go over to that car over there. And it's like just okay. hang out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm just going to go hang out. And you're like, okay, I'm going to circle around the building and then uh, I'm going to shoot those guys. And I was like, oh wait, these are actually other people. So, um, in the gameplay that they showed, it was really like. When I describe it in words it doesn't sound that awesome. So you really have to watch it, but mm-hmm. um it seemed to have an interesting co-op dynamic. Sort of the art style of how the UI is overlaid on top of the environments was really interesting.
2: It's really pretty looking, yeah. absolutely. They also
0: showed off something which um I'm kind of like excited in the next gen sort of ecosystem is this whole idea of um, playing a console game, and then a friend of yours or somebody else can log on to the game with their like mobile device and somehow like interact with you inside of the game so in this demo, what they showed was there was a group of people that were assaulting like a a building to like loot it and find like weapons and stuff, so all that stuff is there but so they exit the building and then this firefight breaks out and um another player jumps on like with their iPad, I guess. Mm -hmm. And they're controlling a UAV, which is like spotting targets for them so that they can gun them down. Like the players in the game. Yeah. Um, And it was really really interesting. Yeah. And then the other thing that was fascinating was that at the end of the demo, they're like, okay, let's get out of here. So you're assuming that they're trying to like return to the home base or whatever, like, with some kind of like MMO flare or something. So they shoot this flare into the sky and they're like, okay, we need to stay in the area for like a minute before they can, we can get picked up or whatever. And when that happens, they shoot the flare into the sky and then another team shows up and like another gunfight occurs with like another actual like set of human teammates. Like, so there's this gunfight that then unfolds and then that was the end of the trailer. So yeah. Ash, do you have any other?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, from what I saw about the division, it's, um, the The concept, and not to go on too deep, too uh, too far into the division, but from what I understand, there's like a super flu that breaks out in a major metropolitan city. Mm-hmm. It almost looks like New York. I don't think they say it's New York, but this big city, the super flu breaks out, and basically everyone is quarantined inside their homes. And different private military contractors try and go in and protect the city and stop all the violence that's you know breaking out all over the place. And um, so it's huge open world like you can take your character and go anywhere in this massive massive city and different challenges and events will pop up as you're exploring the city um on top of that what scott was talking about you can you can toggle if you accept um i guess other players to hop into your game and what what will happen is A zone will pop up on your map, maybe on the other side of the city, called, I want to say, a dark zone. Mm -hmm. If you go into the dark zone, other enemy teams can be there like trying to control that dark zone. So you can almost have little PvP zones inside the main game while you go through your campaign. So it's kind of what we were talking about earlier with the integration of single player and multiplayer and playing online with your friends and then taking your group of friends and challenging other groups – um, all seamlessly, without having to like go through lots of load menus and, and things of that nature, so it looks really, really neat. Um, you know different skills they say you can have like medics and heavy support, and you can kind of uh, change that out on the fly depending on like how you want to play. So it looks like for multiplayer gaming, like this will be a ton of fun. So I'm really excited for the division too. And
0: the uh, did you did you watch the press event? Because this poor dev that had to come out and pitch this game to everybody, like
2: I did watch it, but then I watched so many like interviews and stuff after. Yeah. Um, I kind of it's all blending together. It so. must
0: be scary to be on stage because this guy had to come out and pitch the game, and it was like it was a little awkward because it was very heavy handed. Yeah, about like the fall of man and everything. But mm-hmm. yeah, the game looks great. I just it does. Do yourself a favor and watch watch the press event because it was kind of kind of weird. But um, definitely. Yeah, let's go. You want to go back to the, uh, back to the Twitter sure. board? there? here. Twitter board. Twitter Sounds board.
2: <laughs> Didn't we used to call it the Twitter wall?
0: The Twitter wall. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't done that in a while. In honor of G four. That was our G four joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We joke. were all in the same room back then. We were. It yeah, we was were. weird. That's why right. we can have a Twitter wall. True. Well, yes, not you. I mean, it was a long time ago. It was like Fine. episode, you know, t- ten or something. Yeah. We're not All trying right, to guys. I'm not trying to already the answer. Jeez. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so Edward McSwain the third? That yeah. Good.
2: That's a badass that's name.
1: True. Edward L M on Twitter says, uh Dragon Age three, uh and his only disappointment is that he wasn't excited about the Xbox One launch lineup. So hmm. yeah. although Dragon Age three I guess it's not a
0: launch title, but
1: you know. It happens. Yeah, maybe you don't always get the yep. excited about games. He must not
0: like racing games because there's plenty yeah. of those. They yeah. were talking about Forza for a bit. Yeah, they were. Yeah,
3: the, yeah, but how amazing was it for the McLaren to come oh up? Oh gosh!
2: Start? I know more about the fucking McLaren than I ever <laughs> wanted to know in my life. There's only two
3: in
0: existence. It costs one point two million dollars. Blah, blah blah blah. Jay blah, Leno blah. has the other one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah
3: i i like racing games so i it's so funny when people like had all this hate online about it and i'm like really because there are hillary, actually people who like to play hillary Ooh. you're not
1: allowed to like things that other people don't like apparently that's not i'm not works. allowed to
3: like the Bone either
1: and i'm not allowed well, to, to think you know what things. i like the nfl and it's un it's unfair of me so
0: yeah. <laughs> i like you know i like racing games too hillary i just don't like six racing games at the same time <laughs> yeah, that's all i'm saying
1: um so i'm gonna talk guys do it about stuff. Okay, uh, I think one of my favorite two. I have two that are probably really my favorite, and then one that was just an awesome video that we saw. So we'll talk about that too. But uh, Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare looks uh, adorable. It looks amazing. I'm so excited about this damn title. <laughs> <What are those laughs> it's words? ridiculous. I, I so I was big. I played it. I played the mobile game a ton. The the tower defense game and. Uh, I really, really love that game. I love the sense of humor. I love the twist on kind of tower defense that they took with this weird kind of way that that the enemies come in and you're defending your your camp. Um, But in this one, it's like a third person team squad based shooter with like different roles depending on which plant you take, whether you're the pea shooter or the cactus. And uh, it just looks. It looked so much fun, though. Like, and then they had like global events that you could call in. Like, th- did the sunflower have like some crazy like sun like attack that it could do from the sky? Yeah, like, it was he had, like a
2: solar beam. Like, he had, like shoot lasers and stuff. It looks awesome. Yeah. Like, it looks it really looks innovative awesome. and just like they put a lot of work into making all the classes feel different. At least from the the demos and stuff that I watched.
1: Yeah. And definitely looked fun, and I could see us laughing and you know just having a, an awesome time playing. Like I love co op stuff; it's it's half the reason I get on the on the console anymore. So it's it's fun when you know I feel like oh we could all get on and just just have a blast, like blowing away zombies as different plants. Like the concept's just ridiculous. But and this one's going to
0: be a timed exclusive coming out in early 2014. Apparently, is it an exclusive? Timed exclusive, I think.
1: So is so, it Xbox first? And- yeah, Xbox, yeah, Xbox first. and then yeah,
2: everything yeah. else.
1: Hmm. That's cool. And then uh, the other crazy. is also an exclusive. Is uh, and I like. I think I called it. Although Ash gave Scott credit in the chat room. Uh, killer, Ra- Killer Instinct for the Xbox. Yes. I th-
2: I thought I was joking because I never thought they would make this game again. It's right up there like Primal Rage. You guys remember Primal Rage? Yeah. Primal Rage I- or Clay yeah. Fighter. Yeah, I, mean, I remember Clay Fighter. Holy fighting. shit! Fuck.
1: So the the big news here that the internet's grumpy about, including Scott, I'm lumping him in with the internet, that's is okay. that this is free to play at first Guilty. and you get Jago for free. So you will get Killer Instinct with Jago and you can play whatever levels and, and that's all free. Uh and then the characters are gonna get released as added bonus like added buy-in material. Mm-hmm. So uh but I did read something that said they were releasing two passes essentially one will be a season pass that'll give you anything they put out mm-hmm. so you can just spend whatever it is you know 20 30 i don't know how much the season pass is gonna be 20 30 bucks let's say and you'll just get whatever they put out for the game including levels and characters and all that kind of stuff and then there's going to be like a super special pass you can buy and that one's going to have unnamed bonus material and the rumor floating around is that it's, it could be a port of the original game killer to the xbox turned. yeah yeah, Damn. I'm stoked, man. I'd love to the combo chains. We had a friend named Adam who destroyed us every single time. it, But I always had fun and thought this was just such like a unique kind of fun fighting game to me. Uh, I was sad when it never came back when there's like, you know, 50 versions of Street Fighter and Marvel Tekken. versus Capcom and all the other ones. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, Tekken and Killer Instinct literally got one or two, I think. Right. And then that was that was it never came back again
0: yeah there was killer instinct 1 which i think they were both arcade titles but killer instinct one i think was super nintendo yeah and then killer instinct 2 was
1: playstation i believe i don't know
0: yeah did it ever come to console the arcade machine was great
1: yeah i think it's a playstation i believe Hmm. but i'm not positive on that.
0: who's your character
1: uh cinder yeah yeah Um, i used
2: what's his name kilgore
1: kilgore yeah is that a guy Yeah, Yeah, yeah that's a guy so my it's brain's telling
2: me the guy he has like a metal mask. On he like looks like the Predator, right? Sweet peony tail.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. I think he was a robot.
2: Hillary doesn't like peony tails. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so this is exclusive for Xbox, uh, but I'm stoked. I think it's awesome. I'm mm-hmm. excited about it. I'll buy the season. I'll probably buy the special season pass and play that shit. Yes. Uh, and then last on my list, just because I'm a I'm a longtime fan. Uh, going back to y old playstation but metal gear solid 5 the phantom pain got a long intro demo video for uh xbox right that's yeah. what i showed it xbox yeah. uh, mercenaries conference.
0: and cars getting coffee it <laughs> looked kind of awesome though it, it, it looked like it. photorealistic man it was yeah. oh, shit it was crazy man it was so nice. this is their own engine right this is that fox yeah, engine they, fox engine. they built
2: Pretty crazy stuff. And I guess I like this is what was confusing to me, not to cut you off, but what we were talking about with Ashley Birch earlier. It's like they are putting out a 360 and PS3 game called Ground Zeroes, Correct. which is still using that engine. And then Phantom Pain, I guess, comes out later. Correct. But it's
1: – I don't know what – Supposedly they're <laughs> both canona- can- canonical. Jeez. Canonical. Ground yeah. Zeroes is first and then Phantom Pain literally picks up right where Ground Zeroes ends. Oh, okay. Wow. From what I understand. Sweet. And then I know we got corrected about this voice actor thing with Kiefer Sutherland, but he is Snake.
0: Right? I, I'm, we don't know. I, we That's don't why we, know. We're That's confused. We,
2: tell us, yeah. internet.
1: I'm Yeah, tell us, you know, angrily tell us if you'd like. But I'm 99% sure he was announced as Snake for the Phantom Pain. But yeah. I could be hmm. totally wrong.
2: Yeah. So, or, as, or as, I mean, here's, here's the confusing thing. Snake is, yeah. yeah. Is, is... Okay, big snake was created from Big right. Boss's DNA. Right. <laughs> so technically they should have the same voice, but then we're hearing that Kiefer is voicing the older Big Boss and that Hater may still be voicing young Snake. Why they would have different voices, I don't know, because they're technically the same person. On
0: yeah. on IMDB, <laughs> he is listed as Snake. So that's all yeah. we got. Kiefer is? Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, here we go.
2: We don't know internet fix us
1: but unless he's maybe he's big boss and ground zeros and then like snake and phantom who knows, so you
0: know? oh my god
1: the storyline is very hard to follow but it's a wonderful game and i was <laughs>
0: yeah
1: so let's get back to the questions.
2: sweet Hi. uh we have one from nora who's interpreter 13 and uh thank you nora for always replying to these we appreciate it uh mirrors edge 2 by a long shot have been waiting for it for so long i was basically jumping out of my chair for that one mm-hmm. awesome
4: yes so excited. Mm-hmm. people are excited
0: good
3: so um justin banks at midtown 583 says the dragon age 3 trailer
0: it's a popular answer yeah mm-hmm. yes. sad no, that we have to I, wait so long though seriously yeah i'm ready um eric at Echap uh says love seeing destiny gameplay and that peter dinklage mm-hmm. aka tyron lannister is voicing the ghost sidekick in the game i don't remember Tyrion. The ghost. what Tyrion. 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 oh sorry
2: did okay. you see when the players brought out the little drone? Mhm. Um he voices the drone.
0: Oh, cool. He summon, which is uh. awesome
2: cuz he, he's great. And the drone is like a smart-ass drone. It's like, "Fine, I'll I'll go over here."
0: I need to revisit this this trailer. I need to watch this again.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of um there's a lot of footage kind of floating around from E3 and I've definitely kind of examined it with a microscope cuz there's some super cool stuff. Okay. Um Andrew Baker, uh A Baker N7. He says about the entire EA, Microsoft and Ubisoft presentations, uh, less excited about PS4 losing too much money to new revenue streams. Oh, so he's kind to of To no new revenue streams. To no new re- revenue streams. He's kind of in the, the opposite camp to a lot of people. So
1: hmm. interesting. Yeah. Reno, uh, <laughs> at Reno C Z uh,
0: says Dragon Age three. Yeah.
2: A lot of yeah. Dragon Age fans. I'm Dragon
0: Age. Yep.
2: Awesome guys. Sure Are we, we done? Did everyone go?
0: Dragon Age much more in the future. We will
2: cool well scott do you have is. some some props to close out the show with? yeah
0: man um special i guess shout out to uh uh reset transmission they they're doing their they they might actually be doing their 100th episode as we speak these words so huzzah uh, huzzah yeah one of, big congratulations to them met them a long time ago and and our love has just blossomed since no. then <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes like a lamb run <laughs>
0: you were gonna say something weird, weren't you?
1: Yeah. I was. It was gonna get super weird real quick.
0: Yeah.
2: No, congratulations
1: wow. in all honesty. Um
2: we know because it is hard as hell to put these out on a weekly basis, so congratulations to you guys for putting them out. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. Uh,
2: yeah, it takes a lot of a lot of dedication to do anything. Gump to do shot. anything a hundred times.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> wow. <laughs> what why does that automatically sound dirty like it just it just goes there
1: there are certain things that don't take that much dedication to do a hundred times but you know <laughs> whoa okay other things that do- what i, I go think to sleep he- every night yeah, yeah that's true that's actually dinner d-
0: it's really difficult for me to do that I sleep yeah, you yeah.
3: dinner you know yeah Eating dinner hey so so what's coming up for next week
0: <laughs> oh yeah so um we're excited
2: for this one um We have Abby Heppy from Respawn uh, here next week on episode 110 to talk about Titanfall. Mm -hmm. And um, we're really excited to talk to Abby. Um, For those of you who have been with us for a long time, listening for a long time, she was actually our very first interview. Very first. our very first interview of all time. The old so, G4 days. Seriously. So it's been a really long time and we're stoked to have her on the show and, and talk about Titanfall. Um, and uh, hopefully we get to get some insider information about that title. And we're also going to bug her about um, her story because she has a really cool history in the game biz. So you guys, I think, will like that one. So so that's good stuff.
3: Yeah. Cool. Awesome.
2: Oh, yeah. So the other last little thing is um, Matt and myself and Hillary will be at this year's San Diego Comic Con. So if you happen to go to San Diego Comic Con this year, um, you know, send us a message on Twitter and we'll we'll come say hi to you. And um, we promise no a, pizza, this yeah, promise nope. pizza
0: this year. Yeah, don't promise pizza this <laughs> year. Fuck, that was yeah, just right? a, God. I
2: Still feel bad about that one. Uh, no pizza for anyone this
1: year. No, <laughs> <you're> <laughs> a I, have, I have no the idea. The reality of actually giving you yep. pizza. Yeah, the reality is you'll probably be able to find me at the uh, Nerd uh, Nerd HQ. HQ. And if you do, maybe I'll buy you a beer. There you go.
0: (laughs) I'll just be hanging out at the Hustler in the Gaslamp District. (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm not going. (laughs) But
2: anyway, uh, thank you guys for tuning in to episode 109 of the Rated NA Podcast. um, Fantastico. Special thanks, of course, to Ashley Birch for coming and talking to us yet again. Um, once you come on the show twice, you're like, you're stuck. You're yeah. stuck with us. You're you're part of our, our growing family, mm-hmm. right?
0: I know this too well. <laughs> yeah, you yeah.
2: sure do. Now, Hillary. Hillary and the Tiny
0: be... Tina DLC drops at the end of this month, so go get it. Yeah, definitely. Yes.
2: Definitely. Um, as always, you can find us on Twitter at Nerd Appropriate, and you can email us directly. Um, and That's Ash matt hillary with one l and scott at if you want to send us an email to go directly into our mail sack you can do that and we will read your mail on an upcoming episode so um definitely you know put stuff in our mail sack mm. and yeah. we'll see you guys next week yeah <laughs>
0: congrats congrats, we congrats 100 yeah. see ya
2: know, put stuff in our mail sack.
3: Mm, yeah. Or um, a female sack.
0: that's something. I don't know what that is at all. You should really have that. My sh- purse. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you just had a uh, <laughs> Terrible. Uh, uh, okay. All sense. right. Oh. On that note.